are listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast, episode 161. Okay. Upward inflection question mark. I think that's what it is. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> we missed a week. It seems like forever since I've been sitting in this chair. That's on me that we missed. I mean, I hand up. It was me. Well, yeah. it was, I mean, I was working a schedule where we were completely opposite. The only time we would have been able to record would have been like at midnight. <laughs> well, my wife got a kidney stone. Mm-hmm. And so Friday, um, I get home from work. Our foster, our first foster daughter is living now. I came back into foster care and is living with an employee of mine's family. So we had like planned all week. Hey, let's get her to come over. We'll have pizza and play cards and all that and just catch Mm -hmm. up. So I go to take her home about eight o'clock, me and Libby. And I will get my wife's car, take her home. On the way back, I noticed my wife is out of gas. So active service, I'm going to stop and put gas in her car because that's her love language. And, yeah. and I'm still doing my experiment. Anyways, <laughs> so while I'm pumping gas, she texts me and goes, are you still over with Cheyenne? And I said, no, I'm getting you gas in your car thinking I'm about to get like a, well, you just made me incredibly excited hurry up and come home text back now real quick this isn't this past friday but the one before that right right day of my father's funeral day of your father's funeral yes Yes, exactly still had on my sport coat and tie (laughs) yeah and she says uh the text back says i need your help so i'm immediately like stop stop pumping gas get in the car it's time for my love language (laughs) (laughs) exactly So at home and she's laying in our bed. Still sounds like things are going great (laughs) if you're hearing the narrative of this. But she is like crying and screaming in pain. And she's like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm hurting. I need to go to the emergency room. Oh, no. So I immediately gather all the kids together and like, hey, I'm taking mom to the emergency room. You know, y'all. Acts of service. Yeah. It's nine o'clock at night. Y'all go to bed whenever and don't burn anything, kill anybody, or leave the house, you know? Mm-hmm. So we head down there. By the time we get to the emergency room, she's like throwing up and stuff. Oh, no. And still screaming in pain. Like, never heard anything like it. I mean, just horrible pain. Dang. So they get us in pretty quickly. Uh, credit to them. And, uh, we're in a room and they come in and assess her and they're like, well, have you ever had a kidney stone? And she's like, no, I haven't. Uh, and they're like, well, you know, the nurse is like, well, I mean, just, I'm not a doctor. I'm a nurse, mm-hmm. but it seems like this may be what the problem is. I'll get you some pain medicine. And then the doctor will be in to see and dude's like, thank you. I need something for this pain. I need, you know, I'm, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. And she really is like, I feel bad because I ain't doing anything. I'm just sitting there. Right. So the nurse leaves. Well, the door to our room is open. Like they never closed it. I never tried to close it. And the nurse is walking. We can see her walking down the hall with the syringes of morphine or whatever it is in her hand. And all of a sudden, somebody goes, hey, we need some help up here. We got a stab victim. Oh, no. So then she lays the syringes down on this like tray in the hall. Mm-hmm. And Deidre says a lot of choice words that I forgot my <laughs> wife even knew. You know, you didn't just walk over there and help yourself. To well, the drugs. I thought about that. <laughs> I even brought it up to Deidre, and she was about to the point of doing that. But 
what happened is there was like this redneck and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, because we could hear everything that was going on, the woman was hollering and screaming that somebody jumped on them and, you know, stabbed her boyfriend in the back and everything. And so they walked the woman down the hall right by our room. Her face is bloodied up. I mean, somebody, mm. she she got the losing end of whatever happened. Dang. You know? They put her in the room next to us. They're getting the stab victim or boyfriend situated in the room, like up the hall from us. So we can still hear him hollering. He's going to kill somebody. And they ain't <laughs> ever nobody going to do him like this. And blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to go up there and be like, hey, bud, uh, you're the one that got stabbed. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know that you're the guy that needs to be doing this. Whole time, Deidre is just crying and moaning and groaning and everything. Like, I need my medicine and blah, blah, blah. Well, some random nurse is walking down the hall, and Deidre just hollers at her. And is like, hey, come here. I need some help. You know? Dang. And she comes in, and Deidre's like, I think my medicine is right out here on this tray. I need this medicine. I'm in all kind of pain. I know y'all got a lot going on. I'm a nurse, you mm-hmm. know, not trying to be a bad patient, but I need it. And so that lady's like, great, let me just go find your, make sure that's yours or whatever. And so she goes and gets it, comes back and gives it to Deidre. And Deidre's feeling great. I mean. Okay, nice. Yeah. And so then I'm like, look, girl, it's Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) We're alone in a dark room. (laughs) I tell you what, all these acts of service, they got me feeling amorous. Uh, we're alone in a dark room. One of us is on drugs. <laughs> Let me just pop on over here and close this door. You know? But we can hear the girl, the white trash girl in the room next to us. And it's amazing. She's like on the phone with her mama talking about how they're she's going to kill somebody. Then she tries to fight the nurse. What'd she she do? The nurse was just trying to be like, hey, we need to assess and see what all these cuts are on your Mm -hmm. head, and you probably need a CT scan. Probably a little bit of super glue. And she was like wanting pain medicine too. Well, her nurse, once she got into it, was cussing out the nurse. The nurse was like, no, I ain't giving you none. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And then I wanted to stick my head out and be like, mama, as someone who's used a lot of drugs, if you want to calm her down, just give her drugs. You know, like she's being, <laughs> she's making your life harder. Just give her the drugs. What does it matter? You know, but she wouldn't. And so that made her bad. And then at some point, another nurse rolls her boyfriend, the stab victim, down to the room so they can talk, which was amazing. <laughs> because they're like, uh, we're going to get Ricky and them, you know, <laughs> and we're going to ride up on them and we're going to kill them and all. And I wanted to be like, hey, y'all are admitting, to, you know, like to <laughs> yeah. premeditated murder now. And I'm a witness and I don't want to be a part of this, you know, because subpoenas are a real pain in the yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a job and a family. I can't just go show up to court. And <laughs> anyway, so Deidre had a kidney. Finally, they got her. Lauren Clardy did her whatever mm. scan and brought her back to the room and Deidre had a seven millimeter kidney stone, which apparently that is pretty big. really big. And so the ER doctor's like, well, the urologist won't come unless it's an emergency to which I said, this it seems, is, this is an emergency. <laughs> this seems like an, an emergency for my wife, you know, yeah. like she was just hollering and crying and throwing up and stuff. And she was like, well, no, uh, you just have to make a follow-up appointment with him on Monday Here's some prescription for some pain medicine, and you know y'all go on home. Mm. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. So Saturday, she basically stays in bed and stays on medicine all day long, and it's still hurting, but it's manageable. And then Sunday is the day of the SEC tournament championship. The Alabama Crimson Tide's playing still LSU, in it. <laughs> right? 
Yeah. And so we're playing LSU. Great basketball game. One of the greatest basketball games of this season that I'm watching. With two minutes left in the game, my wife texts me from the bedroom, come and talk to me. And I'm like, oh. This better be worth it. I was like, this hurts. (laughs) So about the time I got a commercial break hits, I go and I stand in the bedroom door so I can still hear the TV if the game comes back on. Because I love my wife, but this is a very tight game (laughs) and we really need to win. I mean, I love my team too. Yeah. Please don't make me choose. (laughs) And Dieter's like, I think I need to go back to the emergency room. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ten minutes. (laughs) Or two minutes. I was like... Okay, I was like, uh, well, you probably need to put on some clothes or whatever because you got on a T-shirt and your underwear. And she's like, yeah, will you help me get dressed? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, sure thing, babe, I'll do it. You know, and I go and I'm like in speed mode because they're playing a Sonic commercial. You know, I can hear. <laughs> I get her dressed and everything. And then uh, I'm like, uh, hey, I, I know you're hurting, but can this wait for like <laughs> two minutes for the end of this basketball game? And she, because she is, Deidre is the greatest woman in the world. Is like, sure, go watch the rest of the ball game. It's not going to hurt me to wait two minutes or whatever. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so I go and I watch Alabama win. Great. And then we go to the emergency room, which I send you another text mm-hmm. to say, Tiny, going to the emergency room. My wife, we can't record. We're not going to be doing a yeah. podcast today. Sorry. Everyone will think it's because your father has passed away, but it's really <laughs> but it's my really fault. Not. <laughs> right. No, you're raring to go. <laughs> so we go back to the emergency room. Because my wife's plan was if I try to make an appointment, it may be you know Tuesday before they can actually see me. If I get put in the hospital, they have to see me on Monday. Mm, and so okay. we go, and that was about 2 o'clock, 2.30, and they finally got her into a room at 11 o'clock that night. I just sat in the emergency room with her and played on my phone while she slept because of pain medicine. And then when they got her in a room, I was like, well, girl, uh, looks like you're good. I'm going to get on home. You know, take it easy. <laughs> And uh, holler when you get out. <laughs> I'll come pick you up. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. And I was like, I got to work tomorrow. And so finally, they went in and busted up her kidney stone and everything. And she's back. But she's doing better now, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's okay. went back to work and everything. And good, she's good, fine. Good. She has Glad a stent it. put in her to drain her kidney that she has to get taken out Tuesday, I think. Mm-hmm. And But she's fine. Good, good. They did say she had two other kidney stones. And the other kidney, but they didn't do anything to them, which I was like, that seems a little short-sighted. So they're just... Uh, they're just going to wait, and we'll do this whole ordeal again, I guess, yeah. which is ridiculous. When Alabama makes it to the Final Four. Yeah, exactly. That's when they're going to hit. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, uh, But anyway, so it's my fault. My apologies. It's really my wife's fault. <laughs> right. So credit to Deidre for canceling the podcast. <laughs> and... Still hasn't thanked me for putting gas in her car. You know, I mean, <laughs> didn't even bring it up once. So selfish. Yeah, I know. It was really selfish of her. Uh, and I even said thank you. I, <laughs> yeah. I spent all two two days, basically, at least 15 hours in the emergency room with her, and she didn't even say thank you. I can't believe it. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Oh, anyways, so that's what happened yes. that caused us to cancel uh, the podcast last week. So my bad, but uh, 
I had to take care of my wife because, I mean, acts of service. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. Now, I did abandon her in a hospital for about two days. <laughs> but she was in a hospital. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like she was No, no there were people were taking care of her. Yeah. yeah. People were taking care of her. She didn't need <laughs> me to sit there with her. What were you going to do? Yeah, exactly. I went and ate dinner one night in front of her because she was on a liquid diet. I thought, <laughs> you know, it'd be nice to spend a little time with her. So I... Picked me up a, a sandwich and went over and ate, you know. I, well, the scene is that you only had to pay for one meal. Yeah. Go all out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I went to Nukes. I was, uh, I, I was pretty excited. I'm not going to get a steak and potato when it's two of us. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I ate that while she uh, ate some green jello and drank a Sprite. And, uh, you know, uh, and then the next day she was fine and got checked out. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm that type of husband. I, you know, I'll put my needs aside for that of my wife. And yeah. so, anyways, we're here to talk about odd news. We are. And yeah. last we left off, my dad was in the hospital, mm-hmm. and he was hooked up to the life support. Yes. And most most everyone listening to this already knows, but uh, we did make the decision to take him off life support. He passed away immediately, and yes. I just want to say that I'm very thankful. To everyone out there, listeners of the show and friends and everybody, yeah. I got lots and lots of messages and text and people, you know, just encouraging words. Right. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate it. Well, I'll tell you, Tiny, uh, you did an excellent job at his funeral. Oh, well, thank speaking, you. you know, I wouldn't have thought we would have had a Lego movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh correlation in, in an eulogy. Big, I yeah. brought out the big guns. Yeah. But when, when the, when the, and I've, I've, I'm not even joking at all. I'm so impressed that you were able to get up and do that. Well, thank you. And when it was over, I stood up and I told my dad who I was sitting by, I was like, look, don't ask me to speak at, <laughs> at your funeral. I was like, cause I'm not going to. And he said, I would never do that. Cause you'd probably tell something I wouldn't want anybody to know. And I was like, yeah. okay, great deal. That's deal. a deal. Handshake. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's good. All right. We're good. Yes. But, uh, I mean, Really, credit to the Long family because the funeral was kind of brought to you by the Long family. My really mom saying your mom saying, and uh, and I was a pallbearer. Day so. before, I asked you to be a pallbearer. Yeah, That's showed right. up. I was yeah. there. Yeah, I was I was there, ready to go. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I uh, I uh, many many thanks. I was honored for real, no joking. I was really honored and to to help out in any way. And I know my mom was too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. I'd never heard the song she sang, and I don't know that anybody else had. And she's like, well, I've sang that at several funerals before. And I'm like, well, okay, well, it was good. It's fine with me, you know? Yeah. And she botched the words on it, so I made fun of her that one. You know time. what? I do not even know what she sang. There you go. Because I was supposed to go up and talk right when she yeah, was Yeah, your mind was racing anyway. Well, also, I was, you know, Jacob, Yeah. he opened up with In Christ Alone, sure. which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah. And it, you know, it's <laughs> it's tough for me to make it through that song. Without turning into Mike Hogue and tearing up <laughs> when when my dad's not dead, yeah, you know? right. <laughs> like when I it's got not you. his funeral. Yeah. So I I was like I can't listen. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm just gonna focus on yeah. I got my what I need right. to say. I'm not even gonna listen. Yeah. Well, I would not be able to do what you did, and, and I'm impressed that that you did it and did it so well. You know, and I think that is a credit to you, Tiny, for uh, for having not only the ability to convey your thoughts, but uh, but make it meaningful as well. Well, and, thank you. I mean, it touched me. I almost teared up. My, you almost, <laughs> almost, almost melted, almost did it. <laughs> my rock hard heart. 
And when I felt that little tear start welling up in my eye, I had to fight it back. I was like, no, not today. You're not getting me, Tiny. You're not getting me. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, I, I pulled it back in. I was like, I can't cry sitting beside my dad. Oh, man. No, now, I was like, I can't do now, that. Now I have to speak at every funeral you go to. <laughs> I need to make that my mission. Well, I'm going to get you to speak at my parents' funeral. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, odd news. I guess we're here. We, we we're, are. We're well, 15 minutes in the show. We need to talk about some odd news. What I'm happened? sure people wanted to be updated on my wife's kidney stone and your <laughs> yeah. father's funeral. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I tell you what, I've got some more stories, but I will share those at some other point. Okay. Uh, maybe in the Patreon. You might, you might as well sign up and join You right might as now. well sign yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. It could be coming in there. Or else my dad will haunt you. No. Because he loved this show. That's right, he did. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, he called in a couple times during the show. You remember, remember one that. time yes. it was like while we were recording and we had your, your phone plugged up? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, man, Jimmy, he would, uh, we should make that part of our outro if we still have that audio <laughs> somewhere, you know? Dude, I, I'm going to have to go back and find that. Yeah. 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 But, anyways, back to odd news. I got a Bigfoot story. Nice. Yeah. I'm Never coming. get tired of Bigfoot stories. No, we love Bigfoot yes. because he's real. Or she. <laughs> I don't want to assume Bigfoot's gender, right? There I has mean, to be female Bigfoot. You would hope there's both. Yeah. And you would hope that there's at least one of all of the 26 different genders, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Trans big foe. Yeah. Big foe. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the Republican big foe. Those are, yeah. Those are very conservative big foots. Yes. <laughs> They're worried about which bathroom big foot's going in. <laughs> Anyways, I got another one about a Florida Florida woman story. Mm-hmm. You know, we're big in Florida. People love us down there. Uh, and then I got a cheer mom. Everybody okay. loves cheer moms, you know? So that's what I got on the docket today. What about you? Well, I've got a lady talking about her library book. Ah. There is a $1,500 reward for the return of a certain type of missing statue. But I wanted to start with this one. This one comes from CNN. Man arrested after taking his toddler into an elephant enclosure at the San Diego Zoo. <laughs> okay. Which, what was he arrested for? Being like a really great yeah, dad? Yeah, sounds like an awesome dad. <laughs> and getting his kid closer yeah. to the elephants than any of the other dads. That's exactly what I think. <laughs> yeah. A visitor at the San Diego Zoo was arrested on Friday shortly after taking his two-year-old daughter into an elephant enclosure, according to a press release from the San Diego Police Department. Jose, was that Navarrete? Yeah, looks right. 25, he made it into the elephant enclosure with his daughter after passing multiple barriers, the release said. So he actually did a little work, you know? (laughs) Well, I mean, this really seems like a failing of the elephant enclosure, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this dude could sneak in with his two-year-old daughter. Y'all need to make that a little tighter. It's not going to keep any elephants in there, right? Right, exactly. I'd be like, that's y'all's problem. Once the father and daughter were inside the enclosure, an elephant noticed the pair, and he started to trot towards them, according to the release. When Navarrete tried to exit the enclosure with his two-year-old, he dropped her, but he was able to pick her up. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that, was, that doesn't look good. There were no injuries to Navarrete, his daughter, or the elephant, the release said. So no harm, no foul, yeah. right? He was booked into the San Diego County Jail. According to the police, he is charged with child cruelty. Oh, come on. Which, I mean, dude, 
Well, I mean, the kid's two years old. There's no way they're going to remember it anyways. <laughs> you know, one day yeah. I walk like five miles with Thomas on my shoulders and he's like three to see the Blue Angels and he doesn't even remember it. Oh, and I was man. like, man, I put so much effort into it and you don't even remember it. <laughs> yeah. He's also currently being held on a $100,000 bail. CNN was not able to determine if he has legal representation at this time and could not reach him for comment. Police said the investigation is ongoing and are asking for anyone who may have witnessed the incident to contact the San Diego Police Department. Well, as a girl dad myself, mm-hmm. when they ask you for something, I mean, you just do it. You know, <laughs> and it's like, Dad, can I go get close to the elephants? You're like, come on, let's hop let's over this it. barbed wire fence and <laughs> go through this gate and ignore all these. I mean, this is what you have to do. I mean, I wanted to pet the elephants when I was two, and my sure. dad said no. Right. So, yes. you know. Well, at least they didn't shoot the elephant like they did when that kid got in there with the uh, Harambe, you know? Yes. Golly. That's when the world really started going back downhill is when they killed him. Well, there's a there's a correlation there. We don't even have the name of this elephant. No. Because Babar. Because it's still <laughs> Babar, yeah. <laughs> you remember that show? I do remember that show. <laughs> it was a horrible show. <laughs> like it was not funny in any way. Um yeah, I don't know. People talk a lot about how Alabama needs an elephant mascot, you know, and I'm like, it's a lot of work. Well, like if you bring that to the stadium and it gets loose, people are going to die. You know, (laughs) it's going to be awesome. It will be. (laughs) If you're in the upper deck, it'd be the greatest thing that ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that game where the elephant got loose and killed those 40 people? Yeah. (laughs) Cheerleaders getting thrown around. (laughs) That'd be great. I mean, uh, I think we have two different teams with tigers for mascots. Yeah, but they don't have a tiger, do they? Well, LSU has a tiger. LSU has a tiger. Yeah, okay. They used to bring him to the stadium for games, but now I think they don't. Or maybe it's his choice whether he gets in the trailer to go to the stadium. I or got not. you. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they used to like take a cattle prod to him and get him up in there, <laughs> and they would park Back him in right. Seventies. Yeah, they yeah. park him right by the tunnel where the opposing team came out, and you know he'd be like growling at him. He's supposed stuff. to scare him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mike the Tiger. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, so they have a live tiger. And then, of course, there's Ugga, the Georgia Bulldog. Those are easy, though. Yeah, those uh, – In fact, we – First of all, Ugga's an overrated mascot. Sorry to all the Georgia fans out there, but you've had your heart broke since 1980 every year anyway, so yeah. I'm, I'm I'm just piling on. But, but Don't I we think have three overrated. different teams with Bulldogs as a mascot? Mississippi State's a Bulldog. They have Bully the Bulldog. And then Georgia's a Bulldog. Georgia's a Bulldog. That's and- a- there's one more, isn't there? Not in the Southeastern Conference. Okay, I thought there was. Now, the Gamecocks, they have a uh, have an actual Gamecock. Okay. His name's Cocky. Ah. I don't think that's a good name. You know what? It's Tigers that we have because there's – Yeah, there's Auburn, Auburn Missouri, and Missouri, and LSU. And LSU. So yes. we, there's three Tigers. We got three Tigers. Two Bulldogs. Yeah. Only one elephant, baby. Yeah, well, we don't have a live <laughs> elephant, which no, I don't we got, want a live we elephant. We got four suits Yeah. with uh, college kids in them, though. Yeah, true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe these people were big Bama fans. And as I said before we came on the air, I almost got kicked out of the Georgia Aquarium for picking up horseshoe crabs out of the water because my son wanted to pet them and his arms weren't long enough. Right. And I got warned three times. And on the third time, they said, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave if you do this again. (laughs) Did you say you in what army? <laughs> no. I said, your enclosure that you have these in is designed poorly. My kids' arms can't reach the little things, and they want to touch them. And I'm just picking them up and putting them back in the water. I'm not going to take it home. But we're not having a crab bowl <laughs> later on in the, in the day's end in Atlanta yeah. or wherever we were staying. So I was like, 
screw y'all, we'll go to World of Coke. <laughs> <laughs> also, haven't Horseshoe Crabs been around for a long time? Very long time. Yeah, very long time. Like at least 10,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you ask. <laughs> You're going to get me in Baptist hot water, Tiny. Don't even try. <laughs> Don't even try. Well, I, I tried my best. <laughs> very long time. Very long time for Horseshoe Crabs. <laughs> Well, let's talk about another menace to society, and that is cheerleader moms. <laughs> okay. A cheerleader mom is arrested for creating deep fake images and videos showing her daughter's rivals naked, drinking, and smoking in a bid to have them kicked off the team. Man. Cheerleading serious business, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, from what I've seen, there's a whole show on them, I think, but... Um, I got some friends whose daughters cheer, and this is bad as like travel ball if having to do stuff and buy stuff and go places. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seems huh. a little overboard to me. Like, let's just get out here and do two bits, y'all. Like, it ain't that big a deal. I don't <laughs> right. know. So, uh, and of course, this sounds like something somebody in the South would do, but this is a Pennsylvania mom uh, who's been arrested for allegedly creating libelous fake photos of girls on her daughter's cheerleading team. Uh, Raffaella Spone, who is 50, hails from the town of Chalfront and was slapped with harassment and cyber harassment charges over the saga last week. Uh, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, Spone is accused of creating deep fake photos and videos showing three members of the Victory Vipers cheer squad naked, drinking, and smoking. Now, if there's anything like the cheerleaders that I grew up with, you can get them to do that anyways. <laughs> you don't need a computer. You just wait till the fifth quarter's over after the game and, you know. And open supply up, them with booze. Yeah, crack open a bottle of booze farm. <laughs> and uh, all that happens naturally the way God intended it. Uh, the newspaper reports that the three girls had fallen out with Spoon's daughter and she wanted them booted off the team. Now, if you don't know, deep faking is the process of doctoring an existing image. I know what deep faking is. Well, our (laughs) listeners may not. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I know. You've been making them for years, Tiny. (laughs) (laughs) But it's more sophisticated than Photoshop because it uses a form of AI, artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. for those who aren't computer nerds like Tiny and I. (laughs) Uh, She allegedly created the deep fakes by mapping the victim's social media photos onto other images in a bid to make them look real. Uh, the mom is then accused of anonymously sending the graphic pictures and videos to the coaches of the cheerleading team. If she did it anonymously, how do they know it was her? Well, I'm sure she was like logged into her own Gmail account. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it was like cheermom69 at <laughs> gmail.com. Uh, the mom, uh, she also purportedly sent the doctored images directly to the teenage girls, along with a message to one of them urging her to kill herself. That'll now, get you that's a little over the line. <laughs> yeah, as if as if faking their photos, <laughs> being naked and drinking and stuff. That's not over the line, but tell them to kill himself <laughs> yeah. is where Tiny draws the line. Look, look, that first bit, that's just a weekend hobby, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's just, like that's everybody a, does that. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> Tiny's done some amazing <laughs> stuff with our church directory. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it says, uh, during the probe, officers realized that the two other girls on the team had been, uh, oh, because one of the girls contacted the police, and during the probe, they realized two other girls on the team had also been targeted. 
Um, they just traced four phone numbers that had sent the deep fake images and tied them all to a telemarketing website. Uh, they then traced the data from that website to an IP address at her house, mm. at Spawn's house. You, you, you got to have a VPN. All That's right. right. Yeah, you got to yeah. have a VPN. These you got to get a proxy. Everybody knows this. <laughs> She's an amateur. Rookie mistake. That's right. <laughs> People wonder how I got the job at Spiller, and this is it. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, said subsequent search of her phone uncovered the text messages and deep fake images that she had sent to three victims of the team's coaches. So she's in big trouble and should be, I would say. Right. This was happened to to any of my kids, boys or girls. Oh, yeah, I would be totally mm-hmm. upset and want to fight the lady about it. But cheerleading's uh, it's a catty world from Apparently, what I've heard. Apparently, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I hate that for the kids, but luckily she's exposed as the one doing it. And you would think a 50-year-old woman would be a little above this even though it's a deep fake it's because minors are involved i wonder if they can tie tie some somehow like you know i don't know kitty porn charges to her or something you know i have no idea how any of that works i bet she's probably she's in some trouble i'm sure she is Mm. like you can never come back from that yeah so don't don't like you gotta move from that town for sure (laughs) don't do this yeah and if you do use vpn sure and (laughs) copy cc tiny on all emails (laughs) And messages. <laughs> but look, the church directory stuff he's done is artful. Okay. Yeah, very tasteful. Very tasteful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially with that and a little bit of footage from Paw Patrol mixed in. <laughs> I'm an artiste. <laughs> well, moving on. <clears throat> Next story here. $1,500 reward offered for the safe return of a Ronald McDonald statue. Okay. Good. I'm, I mean, that's not fifteen hundred. I'm gonna need a little more than that. <laughs> right. you know? not, I'm not gonna wake up for that. Much. No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Let's get it into fifteen thousand. Yeah, range. Police in Michigan said that a fifteen hundred dollar reward is being offered for the safe return of one of the town's most popular residents, a Ronald McDonald statue. The Woodhaven Police Department said the statue which was seated on a bench beside the McDonald's in town, was taken at some point Friday night or early Saturday morning. Now, we've all seen those, right? I mean, those, mm-hmm. are, those are very common for the, the yeah. bench. Ronald McDonald was sitting there. And Just you can chilling. Go, yeah, take your picture with him. Yeah. And it's also led to some hilarious NSFW pictures on Reddit. <laughs> you know, it's, yes. it's a great thing. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. <laughs> Uh, the police said that the bench was damaged during the theft because I, I would think so because he's he's bolted bolted there, to he? it. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm not. I know no comment. <laughs> Ronald has been a big part of the Woodhaven community for many years, said the Grander family, and they are offering a fifteen hundred dollar reward for his return. Police said police are asking anyone with information on the clown statue's whereabouts to contact the department. John, do you have any information about? <laughs> This Ronald McDonald statue. Just don't look at the bench on my front porch. <laughs> okay. I do want to add that it's weird nobody ever steals anything from Five Guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they have a Ronald McDonald statue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they will never get this statue back from me. <laughs> ever ever <laughs> that that bench does look awfully lonely there see that yeah oh yeah, it's, yeah it, Ronald it used to have a clown there and now it's just a regular bench and now it's just a, a normal bench <laughs> without a clown yeah yeah that's uh that's tough you hate to see 
a town that loves McDonald's go through this type of pain. I feel it for Have them. they checked Craigslist? <laughs> I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's on eBay already. <laughs> yeah, I think you're going to have to come up off a little of uh, $1,500, though. No, yeah. What about $2 million, Tiny? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that is what the bounty has grown to for Bigfoot. Oh, wow. $2 million. Which is further evidence that Bigfoot is real. Because why would though? they why would they pay two million dollars for something that's not real? Well, something tells me they're not gonna pay it at all because <laughs> it's never gonna get turned in. Oh, two point one million to be exact. I'll offer a three million bounty. <laughs> Document it, y'all. <laughs> we got tiny right now for three million. Uh Oklahoma's bounty on Bigfoot has grown to nearly 2.1 million weeks after a state lawmaker proposed a controversial bill to allow capturing the mythical creature. We spoke of that on the show. Did. Just, Who would have thought that uh, did y'all hear that just one more time a bill yeah allowing the capture of a mythological creature was controversial. <laughs> this is the America we're living in. We can't even agree over a law that's going to let you capture a mythical creature. <laughs> Tiny's using quotation marks when he says mythical, by yeah. the way. Yes. State Representative Justin Humphrey said it doesn't matter. He's a Republican, by the way. <laughs> says it doesn't matter that his legislative uh, measure never made it out of the committee. It did exactly what it intended to do. Promote interest and tourism in his heavily wooded district in southeast Oklahoma that reportedly boasts the ninth most sightings in the world of the legendary ape-like creature. I didn't know Oklahoma was a hotbed for Bigfoot. I didn't either. Huh. My cousin lives in... What's up, Stephen? Uh, I need you to holler at me. <laughs> yeah. We got 2.1 million online here, and I think me and you can get the job done. Well, you got to capture him, though. I'll it's not enough him. to shoot him. I won't befriend Bigfoot. <laughs> You know, <laughs> with uh, with my charm and wit, of course, <laughs> and dashing good looks and some brownies. Sure, yeah, <laughs> drugs, a <laughs> little bit of music. What does have a party? You know? yeah. Um, Humphrey said he initially thought he'd have to go through the state wildlife department to issue a hunting license for Bigfoot, but quickly discovered the state tourism department can issue tracking permits since the intent is not to kill or injure the elusive beast. Now he's working with state tourism officials to set up rules for Bigfoot enthusiasts who want to participate in Oklahoma's Sasquatch Quest. <laughs> um, the number one rule, Sasquatchers must capture Bigfoot unharmed and can't injure anyone else or break any laws in the process. Boring. We, yeah, that seems a little boring. Uh I want to be like, we captured him alive. He tripped and fell <laughs> yes. on a forty caliber bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Turns out he's got a little bit of a peanut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his original plan suggested lawmakers set aside a $25,000 bounty for Bigfoot's capture, but he said an upcoming Hollywood Bigfoot movie pledged around $2 million while another private business promised an initial $100,000 that eliminated any, eliminated any need for state funding. And now we got Tiny coming in with $3 million. <laughs> I want him dead. It's up to 5.1. <laughs> this is this is a contract, though. Okay. <laughs> We're up to $5.1 million with Tiny's pledge today. 
Uh, he says state tourism officials are now developing a Bigfoot promotional campaign that includes license plates, decals, and annual commemorative tracking licenses and Bigfoot checkout stations. He said they're also working on a map of the region to show visitors the best route to take to spot Bigfoot while promoting nearby businesses at the same time. Any profits generated from the new Bigfoot tourism campaign will be used to maintain the state's lakes, parks, and roadways that are in terrible condition, he said. So mm-hmm. um, it is a little wild to come up with this, but I think he's got some good intention, which is to I think so too. bring people to his district and make some money for the state parks, which is awesome. I mean, if I love our Alabama state park system, and they need a lot of extra funding and work too. So maybe we need to get it hyped up here. Yeah, but I mean, the people who think that that's a bad idea, <laughs> you know. Some people hate everything. Some like, people just hate fun. The, yeah, the internet has <laughs> yes. has brought that out, is that people are just hate, they hate everything. Mm-hmm. I, as a self-professed hater of all things, <laughs> too, uh, you know, I know there's a line here that this dude's just being goofy mm-hmm. to get people to come to his state, and that's nothing to hate to me. Right. You know? But... In today's climate, if you have an R after your name or a D and you suggest anything, people immediately hate you, mm-hmm. which is seems kind of uh, weird. Yeah, because yeah. Well, if if this lawmaker had been a Democrat, well, by golly, he's trying to catch Bigfoot and, and make him a communist yeah. and promote socialism. Well, that's what it would be. It's like, yeah. you know, he's doing all this to and he's ignoring all these other problems. And I guarantee you that's what the other side in Oklahoma is saying. Was he's doing this and ignoring all these other problems. <laughs> yes. so, and nobody is has the reasoning capacity to go, hey, the dude's got the ability to do more than one thing at once, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just trying to promote his district and get people to come to it. Not a bad thing. And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> sure. And regardless if Bigfoot exists or not, he's probably not going to get caught. No. So, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Bigfoot, very elusive. I mean, <laughs> Madden elusive rating is like 99. He's, he, <laughs> he is so elusive that there are some people who think he don't exist at all. <laughs> yeah, those people are crazy. <laughs> those people are haters, too, you know, <laughs> yeah. because who's going around stamping all these footprints in the ground for fun? <laughs> like, what's the payoff on that? Well, no, I do know that there have been some people who have been, who've like said that they did it. Sure. But I, I, I think some of it is probably <laughs> right. tricksters, you yeah. know, but there's a lot of footprints out there, Tiny. A lot of footprints. Well, why hasn't he been caught yet then, though? Because he's elusive. <laughs> he's elusive. Yeah. Well, I, this is the analogy I use in my life. I've been in the woods in Alabama for forever, and I've only seen a bobcat mm-hmm. like three or four times. And mm-hmm. there's a significant bobcat population in Alabama. Well, because I, even when I think I'm being very quiet, I'm mm-hmm. still being loud to a bobcat. And they know to, hey, get away from this guy. He smells like Irish Spring. That's a weird smell. <laughs> we probably need to run away, you know. And so I would think a bipedal primate would have a little more advanced thinking capability and could hide even better. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, could he be out there? Absolutely. Sure. I would love to be proven wrong yeah. to sit here in this chair while John tells me what an idiot I am. Oh, I will dab, on, I will dab on you. Yeah, I, I would absolutely. love it. I would love that. I just feel like he would show up on more game cameras. Yeah. Maybe we would have come across, not not from somebody killing one, but just, hey, 
Find one dead out. Admit it. You know, in the, in well, the they somewhere. bury their dead, Tiny. Everybody knows. Yeah, but we've dug up dead people. We've never dug up a dead Sasquatch. <laughs> that you think. Maybe you think it was. Uh, Are they all in the basement of the Smithsonian? <laughs> yes. Of course, <laughs> uh, along with the giant bones, we know those <laughs> yes. are there too. Uh, They're real. The, all the Bigfoots are buried in those hills out in Moundville, <laughs> and that's yep. why we can't get to them. That's, Chief Tuscaloosa was seven foot tall. Everybody knows that. <laughs> he was so tall his feet drugged around when he rode on a horse. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, admittedly, the fact that we haven't caught one on a game camera, uh, we haven't had one get hit by a car. You know, we haven't found a body. A hunter hasn't shot one. And all- those are all those are all huge hurdles that I have to get over. But I choose to ignore those facts <laughs> and keep the narrative that Bigfoot yeah. is real. Yes, I would just like to think that of all the turds that people have collected out of the woods <laughs> over the years, just one of them would be a genuine Bigfoot turd. But how do you tell what? A, I mean, like I know, like a deer poop looks a certain way, yes. rabbit poop looks a certain way. Um, what do we have to compare a Bigfoot turd to, to know, you know, <laughs> well, like this is a Bigfoot turd. Maybe they're like, this is a tiny turd. He was hiking in this area, you know, I was just going to say, you'd been over here a couple hours ago. <laughs> what to look for. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Moving on here. And this is going to be my last story. This comes from the New York Times. She kept a library book for 63 years. Wow. It was time to return it. Oh, oh I was respecting her. And <laughs> you had me in the first half. <laughs> uh, the librarian here is quoted as saying, I think it says a great deal about how much we as a society value the written word. That's right. I'm a hero. That this lady would steal a library book I'm a for hero. 63 Not years. steal. This our, I'm a taxpayer. That's my property. Okay. Her property too. A vintage children's hardback turned up in the mailroom of the Queens Public Library in Auburndale recently. The book was... If I Ran the Zoo by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I kid. It wasn't that. What was the name of the book? It was Old Paul the Mighty Logger by oh, Glenn Rounds. I've seen that video. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, on the internet. Old Paul shows up <laughs> to lay some wood. Yeah. He's a mighty logger. He's a mighty logger. Yeah. <laughs> A collection of Paul Bunyan tall tales, according to the date stamped on the borrowing card inside, it was about 23,000 days late. Wow. Betty Diamond. Respect. (laughs) Betty Diamond of Madison, Wisconsin, had sent it back after more than 63 years, along with a $500 donation to the Queens Public Library. Like I'm sorry, I think you're a few thousand short there. (laughs) Well. (laughs) On those late fees. Yeah, probably. Nah, yeah, yeah. Well, it says here that that more than covered the late fees, but I mean, you sixty-three they years. They got to cap them. Oh, they got. I'm sure they, there's a cap there. What is a? I mean, I always return my books on time, so I have no idea. But what is like oh, the holier, typical holier than thou, tiny? <laughs> what is the late I, fee on a library? For book? some reason, I want to say it used to be like ten cents a day. Okay, but I don't know. I have no basis for that because I will never. Okay, let's go with. Well, if it's 23,000 days, that would be $2,300. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I mean, I just, I'm glad you pulled up the calculator to do that. I did it so fast. Credit to me for being a math genius. Yeah, $500 is not that much. It's, yeah. it's not 2300 No. So. No. But maybe when she, 63 years ago when she checked this out, late fees were like a penny a day. Maybe. Can you do that conversion without a calculator? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm a podcaster, not a math magician, okay? <laughs> As a girl... Betty had been too ashamed to go to the library with an overdue book. So old Paul ended up staying with her as she grew up, establishing a career in academia and settling in the Midwest. In 1957, she was a 10-year-old growing up in Whitestone, Queens. She read just about anything she could get her hands on. Books offered her a secret life apart from her parents, immigrants from a small (laughs) town in what was then called Czechoslovakia, who were less familiar with American culture. That was actually great for me because that meant I could read whatever I wanted, Ms. Diamond said, adding that her parents had their own secrets. Uh, I don't know what that means. They yeah, spoke- sounds like a, that sounds <laughs> ominous, you know. But her parents her had parents, their own secrets. They let her check out anything and read anything she wanted, but her parents had secrets. <laughs> <laughs> they spoke to each other in Hungarian, their mother tongue, while addressing Betty and her older brothers only in English or Yiddish. Okay. For Betty, going to the library as a child was like being in a candy store, except it wasn't because it was more like a library. Yeah, and there's no candy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This was the backdrop of her grade school interest in Old Paul when she checked it out from the library that spring with a due date of July 10th, 1957. As the years went by, she became a teenager at Bayside High School. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> where Kelly Kapowski yeah. went. Shout out to Zach. Was Zach Morris? Yeah, Zach and, Morris, the Kelly Capaldi. Screech. <laughs> Screech, Screech went on in. Do you he know? He did. Yeah, he died. He did. Yeah. Die. Oh, that sucks for him. Never got to go out with Lisa Turtle. I know. Wow. And you know uh, what was it? They all hated him, but then when he died, they're all talking about what a great guy. Yeah, he was. right. Because he he was like a he really turned into a butthole as he got older, right? Well, supposedly he wrote a tell-all book that they claim was all a bunch of lies, but oh. he said they were like you know. Doing drugs all the time and sure they sleeping were. with each other. Sure they were. I mean, I don't have to read Screech's book to know how Hollywood works, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it says that the book simply got lost in the shuffle of her young life, attending Bayside High. Sure. Yeah. I mean, she was hanging out at the Max. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, there was one time uh, Zach Morris, like, brainwashed her to want to take him to the women's formal. He froze time right as she was about to turn the book in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On the odd occasion that she came across it, she said that she couldn't bring herself to deal with the issue. Okay. Throwing it out was the, was out of the question. I have a great fondness for books and I really regard them with honor, said Ms. Diamond, who in case readers need further proof, ultimately received her PhD in English from the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and would later go on to teach literature at the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater. Old Paul traveled with her wherever she went, except for a graduate school stint in England when it stayed in her childhood bedroom. Anyway, it just goes on and on and on, blah, blah, blah. She finally decided to just stick it in a envelope and mail yeah, it back. mail it back. Yeah. Mm. I've, I lost a lot of respect for her for doing that. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, her last name was Diamond. Yeah. Screech's name was Dustin Diamond. That's true. She went to Bayside. Bayside. This is Screech's mom. Screech's mom. (laughs) She was going through the grief of his death (laughs) and decided, I need to get this book back. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. Wow. Wow. That is kind of wild. Bring it full circle. It is. Still love Kelly Kapowski. I would leave my wife for today. And my wife knows that. I mean, she knows that. If anybody, Kelly, if you're listening, <laughs> Tiffany, I know your real name. Just call, just give me a call, girl. You know, I will leave everything behind. I th- I know you're happily married too. You know, so I don't want to bust up your marriage or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, the offer's on the table. Okay. <laughs> if you do get tired of sure Zach's of uh, <laughs> she's not married to Zach. No, I saw a movie about it. They got married in Las Vegas. <laughs> When uh, they went to the beach and worked at the beach club, you know. Do you oh yeah, all that? he was uh, he was hanging out with uh, what's her name, the King of Queens' wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leah Remini. Yeah, she was a, she's the one the Scientologists hate mm-hmm. too. By the way, well, she was a, Scientolo- a Sci- Scientologist. Yeah, and then she was like, you know what, uh, this kind of sucks, and I <laughs> haven't seen weird. my best friend in a decade, and they right. won't tell me where she is. Look, I, I don't know. Baptist, admittedly, we we've got a bad rap. We've done we've done some things we shouldn't be proud about, dating back to the Civil War, you know. <laughs> but to my knowledge, we've never locked people no. away in prisons right. in foreign countries. Yeah. Oh no, no. And disappeared people. Now we're gonna ask for 10% of your earnings, but we're not gonna seize your entire bank account or anything <laughs> like they do. Well, let's move on over here to Florida. Let's do it. Okay. A Florida woman who allegedly pretended to be a plastic surgeon, botched a nose job, was arrested mid-procedure. Oh, man. Um, Alacara Jimenez de Rodriguez Rodriguez has been charged with practicing medicine without a license and resisting arrest without violence. A Florida woman was arrested after police say that she posed as a licensed plastic surgeon uh, and botched a man's nose job. According to the Miami Herald, which cites police, uh, uh, Alacaria Jimenez de Rodriguez, who is 56, was in the middle of performing another procedure on Thursday when police arrested her. Authorities began to investigate her last month after they received a complaint from a former patient who said his nose job had been botched. It's a tough thing to get botched is your nose job, <laughs> yeah. you know, because your nose is such a prominent feature on your face. I know. The alleged victim came uh, in the case, told Miami, NBC Miami that he met her through a friend. He had been getting Botox treatments for a few months before asking about a rhinoplasty. Um, he told the station that he was unhappy with the initial procedure after, oh, and was suffering from extreme pain. He alleges that Rodriguez offered to perform a second corrective procedure, but the results were also disappointing. She ruined my life. Um, he told the station, adding that he paid $2,800 for the surgery. Seems a little cheap for a surgery, honestly. <laughs> I mean, you should have at least been a little suspicious. Yeah. When that's your bill. Yeah, no, I know. $2,800 <laughs> is pretty, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh, that's when like, you were getting the spider face special. <laughs> <laughs> this is what socialized medicine gets you right here. <laughs> Investigators told the Herald that Rodriguez isn't licensed to practice medicine in the state of Florida, and she's being held in the jail, Miami-Dade County Jail, on a $5,000 bond. Seems pretty cheap, by the way. 
Um, she's also being charged with practicing medicine without a license and resisting arrest without violence. So I was just thinking when I read this, you know, in the olden days, you know, like the wild, wild west or whatever, if you wanted to be a doctor, this is how you did it. You just, <laughs> I guess, you just woke up one day and was like, I, I'm going to be a doctor. I can fix your gangrene or whatever. And I guess you would try to get an apprenticeship. You think so? Well, ideally. I wouldn't. I'd just strike on out. <laughs> just start trying it. If you die, you die. It's easy back then. If you killed somebody, you just move to the next town over and people would never even know where you right. were. So also, was it the barber, the the surgeon back in those days? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. The dude that you went to get your hair cut, he was also the guy that was gonna cut out a tumor if you sure. had a tumor removed. And I don't know, like, I've watched a lot of, like, Clint Eastwood movies and stuff. I don't know how accurate those are in the Old West, but it always seemed really weird to me that you had to take a bath, like, in the same room that other people were, like, getting their hair cut or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it always seemed just kind of strange to me. I'm a little too shy for that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, no, guys, I'm, I'll take my bath alone. <laughs> <laughs> Baths are weird anyways. I normally don't bathe in a bath. Mm-hmm. I'll take a shower. Because you're just sitting there in dirty, hot water. And I don't know what's cool about that. I've never gotten in the tub at the new house, ever. What about you? You big bath guy? No, I, I like showers. Uh, I, I can see myself maybe getting into the bath life yeah. <laughs> at some point. Uh, yeah. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know, like a hot tub. All I, mean, I know is when you bought this house <laughs> and you were giving us a tour, we went in your bathroom and Libby asked if you fit in the shower. Do you remember that? I, yeah, I, I told her. I was like, yes. If I'm naked, I fit in there just fine. <laughs> <laughs> and who wears their clothes in the shower anyway? Sure, yeah, right. Yeah. No, I had a one-bedroom apartment in college that I had to turn sideways to get into the shower mm-hmm. in. It was a little bitty. Oh, that was a wild time. Anyways, that has nothing to do with our world-famous sponsor, the world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on their website. It's CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice will change your life, no doubt, if you start using it. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally... It's available at Vowels Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, South's Finest Meats, and the Lurling Wallace Piggly Wiggly. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by You Blend the Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10, that's EOP and the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we answer some questions? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm ready to go. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. 
If you would like to ask John questions, you can join our Discord, link in the show notes, and you can go to the channel titled, aptly titled, Ask John Questions About Stuff. Yeah, original. Where you can ask John questions, and he will answer them like he's fixing to do right now. Absolutely. Raytheon asks, if you were in a jacuzzi during an earthquake and you were safe, would you turn on the bubble jets? Yes. I mean, if you're safe, forget the danger. Just enjoy the extra rumble in addition to the jets, right? Sure. Right. If, if you took baths. Yeah. <laughs> I've never. I've only been in a jacuzzi a couple times in my life. Mm-hmm. It was not as glamorous as I thought it would be. Oh, no, really? Yeah. Now, well, I like a hot tub now. <laughs> well, we had a hot tub on our honeymoon. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you say that heart- because that's exactly what me and Tara had. Yeah. <laughs> Heart-shaped. Hot tub, too, Ours by the way. Ours wasn't hot. Sh- oh, shit. yeah. Yeah, no, we had the finest cabin Gatlinburg <laughs> had to offer, okay? That's how we do it in the Long family. We're big time like that. Yeah. Yeah. And we had Seems one. like an inconvenient shape. I mean, not that, yeah, it's, no. not that it's not romantic. Yeah, it was. But, you know, I don't want that little... Uh... Yeah, we're the, the point. It's very pointy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. It's not going to be very comfortable. The, it was not as... Great of an experience as I would have, as I had always imagined. I'll just say that much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I will say that uh, the shape of the jacuzzi in our honeymoon suite yeah. in Cancun, Mexico. Oh, fancy. Was uh, <laughs> Cancun. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to wow. say they, they built it just right. Okay. I've been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my anniversary is Wednesday. So, well, happy anniversary! Is it Wednesday or Tuesday? It's Tuesday or Wednesday. When this come, when this show comes out, it may be that yeah, day. It'll be my wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my wife is still recovering from kidney stones, so <laughs> it's gonna be a real good night at my place. <laughs> Russell says, "Go ask if you do the right thing for the wrong reason. Are you still doing the right thing?" And this actually kicked off a bit of debate in the channel. So that's a pretty deep question if you do the right thing for the wrong reason are you still doing the right thing mm-hmm. hmm. I, you know intent is uh is a large part of morality i think mm-hmm. in my mind your intent because i intend to be a good person maybe right. as i reason out me being horrible um, like let's say you owed hitler 50 dollars. okay and then you paid him back yeah well you were just making good on what you were just paying your debts, right? Sure. But you gave Hitler $50, and he probably used that to kill another Jewish person. I don't know. Well, let's say you pay your taxes, and the United States gets in an unnecessary war in the Middle East for oil. Yeah. How culpable are you for that? I'm never paying taxes again. <laughs> exactly. I've struggled <laughs> over that for a long time. Like, I have no quarrel with anyone in Syria or Iraq or Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I would say that doing the right thing for the wrong reason is not the right thing. You should do the right thing for the right reason. Mm -hmm. And What if you need to do a wrong right? We're getting too deep here. (laughs) I didn't eat enough mushrooms to talk about this type (laughs) stuff. If you do a wrong right, was that your question? Okay, like, okay. I believe the term for someone who believes that Morals properly understood are black and white. There is no gray. Sure. That person would be referred to as an ungraded absolutist. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I would would have just said absolutist, yeah. (laughs) Meaning, if the Secret Service comes up to you and says, hey, John, are you hiding Jewish people in your basement? 
Well, it's wrong to tell a lie. So you right. would just say, yes, as yes, a matter of fact, here. I am, because right. I cannot tell a lie. Right. And then you would just trust God is going to somehow, you know, deliver you from that situation or, or do something. Right. Yeah. Well. It sounds good in theory. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm there, and I don't think it's very practical. Well, as I discussed this week with a friend, uh, I have a sliding scale of morality. (laughs) So I don't know that I'm the guy to ask these questions to. Okay. Yeah. I I wish that I wasn't the way that I am. You would be a cultural relativist then. (laughs) I have a, I have a, I have a sliding scale of morality, as most Baptists do, by the way. (laughs) Even though they'll tell you otherwise. Oh, yeah. No, in public, we're going to act like we're absolutists for sure. That's a deep question. I'll be pondering on that for a while. We don't want to go that deep if you're asking questions. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. I'll tell you what. I got to find the next question. We got to scroll down here. What was the consensus in the group? Uh, Well, basically, I think it came down to uh, no, like the ends don't justify the means. Right. Yeah. But... Again, but, that's that's something that we could we yeah, could I mean, talk about. Yeah, I mean, this is like a a one hundred level <laughs> ethics course question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure there's people out there who are like much smarter than us, slamming their fists into their dashboards. Like, no, guys, I know the answer. But yeah, you could write an entire dissertation on this. Sure. And then the philosopher is just going to read it and say <laughs> why. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? And then go deliver the pizza that <laughs> so they can make ends meet. Of course. Yeah. Raytheon asks, since hot dogs are basically pureed meat inside an animal intestine when we eat it, that doesn't stop it from being a hot dog. We just become a new sleeve for the even more chomped up meat. Thoughts on this, please? So he's saying that when we eat a hot dog, we in turn become a hot dog ourselves. Hmm. Because it's pureed meat inside of our intestinal sleeve, I guess. Right. Um. That's troubling. That's I don't know how you get to that level. I feel like that in combination with the last question we talked about, we're right there on the cusp of starting our own religious movement. (laughs) I've been waiting for this day. (laughs) I need $20,000 immediately if you want to go to heaven for all of our cult members. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of weird to think about. I would think that once it is in our intestinal sleeve, it's not exactly the same as it was when it entered our mouth, mm-hmm. when it started its journey through, to, uh, through our digestive tract. Right. So, no, I don't think we would be a hot dog. Stan Wright asks, who killed Tupac and Biggie? Well, Tupac and Biggie are both alive in Cuba, along with Jerry Garcia. Everybody mm-hmm. knows that. Neither one's dead. Okay. Who shot JFK? Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald mm-hmm. at the behest of Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> well, and the <laughs> and the uh, mob, of course. Yes. Yeah. Following that logic, that dogs are allergic to chocolate. If you fed a werewolf chocolate, would it die? Yeah, but it would take a lot of chocolate. I was gonna say I had a dog growing up, baby, great dog. We fed it chocolate all the time. Nothing ever happened to it. It never died? Never. Still well, I mean, it, it died of old age. Well, there you, you fed it too much chocolate. It <laughs> finally got it. It only took like 16 <laughs> years for it to happen. Yeah. yeah. That dog would have lived 16 years and a day had you that, not fed it all that chocolate. You know, that was like late 80s. So, because we got the dog in 1987 and, and the whole dogs can't eat chocolate propaganda wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. And so we would feed it chocolate all the time. You know, that would make a good podcast not that i'm going to do the research to actually find it 
But where does that come from? I have no Is idea. Is that even true? Because that does sound like one of those things that people would just make up. You yeah. Know? I don't know. Like the whole uh, drinking eight glasses of water a day. That's good, but that, that whole thing—that's what you're supposed to do—is bunk. That comes from like a study that was done that found the average person drinks eight ounces of liquid in a day. Okay, whether it be coffee, tea, water, whatever. Right. Huh. So I drink way more water than that in a day. Yeah, and that's good for you. But this whole you is are it, supposed to drink eight glasses of water a day is good. But this idea that science says that you have to. Yeah. It's, it's, well, science can't even get on board whether eggs are good for us or not. You right. know, like one day they'll come out and be like, "Don't eat eggs," and then a week later it's like, "No, eggs are the new superfood." It's and, the incredible edible egg. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, I'm just, I don't know. I don't. We got to trust science, Tiny. That's all I can do. So I just, I just wish science could make up his freaking right. mind. I just stop and start eating <laughs> eggs based on the news articles I read. <laughs> In the song, You're So Vain, who was Carly Simon singing about? Oh, what was her boyfriend's name? I've seen him in concert before. Uh, James. Earl Jones? No. (laughs) (laughs) Be a great concert, though. Was he seen Sweet Baby James? What's his last name? (laughs) Uh, Oh, goodness, it's going to bother me. Oh, man. It's the only concert I've ever been to. If I said mom, like 50 people would turn around. Oh, what's his name? James Taylor. Okay. Yeah, James Taylor. That's who was so vain. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think she's ever officially came out and said it, though. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. I know that uh, the Atlantis Morissette song, You Ought to Know. Yeah. That was all directed at Dave Clugay. Oh, yeah? Full House fame. For real? (laughs) For real. Wow. Get a load of this. Cut, Cut it, it out. out. <laughs> That's what he was quoted as saying when they told him that the song was about him. They had a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Man, I and, got... and then they broke up, and then she like wrote that song about their breakup. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, old Dave was a player, <laughs> just based off the lyrics of that song. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's wild. I got all on board with Alanis when she came out, and she fizzled out pretty quick. You know, I mm-hmm. thought she was going to be really awesome for, for a long time. And I don't know, she may have released a million great albums since then, but I just didn't keep up with it. It, yeah. it faded out. It's ironic. <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> all right. Goose asks, and this is going to generate some conversation. Seriously, what is the point of daylight savings time? It is literally one of the worst, and I mean worst, things mankind has ever created. Just behind peanut butter and chocolate. Okay, now that's over the line. He's coming That's coming over the line, Goose. <laughs> Daylight savings time costs around $480 million in productivity for knowledge workers, and it has higher than normal spike of heart attacks and suicides caused by sleep, sleep deprivation. Okay, before I start, <laughs> I want to say I don't know which one is considered daylight savings time. You know, like if it's the spring forward portion or the fall back. I think it's the spring forward portion because okay. you're this you're is how getting, I want it. We're, we're all moving our clocks forward so that we have more daylight in the afternoon. All right, this is how I want it to stay for forever. Me too. Right. I did. I never even changed my clock in my car. I just rode through with it being an hour ahead this whole time because right. I'm that much opposed to the fallback portion of mm-hmm. it. And I don't know why we do it. I don't know what the 
I, you know, I've heard everything from it helps farmers out to we don't want kids waiting in the dark to get on the school bus or whatever. I don't know. I've heard all kinds of stuff. Well, Benjamin Franklin came up with the idea. Oh, yeah? Because he didn't want kids in the dark waiting on the school <laughs> bus. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but I don't know why we have to change. It seems stupid to me. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. if we need to adjust the times we do things, it would be easier to do that on an individual level. Like if you need daylight to work and it starts getting dark earlier, well, then you just you start there your, and start an hour earlier. Yeah. You start your day at work an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have that extra time, you know, instead of making everybody change their clocks. Right. I, I, I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. It's the one of the most asinine things in the world to think that we can control time. First of all, time's not real anyways. We all know that. <laughs> it's relative. It's relative, yes. Um, but, yeah, I agree. It's stupid. And mm-hmm. I don't know about knowledge workers losing productivity. What's crap. a knowledge worker? I have no idea. I, hopefully every worker is a knowledge worker, <laughs> but I've employed a few that aren't. <laughs> Had a couple this week who definitely weren't. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, and heart attacks and suicides, I, you know, I don't yeah. know all that. Just keep it the same. Pick one. Really? Mm-hmm. I would rather you just pick one, even if it's the one I don't prefer. And let's just stay with that. Mm-hmm. Cause I, for me to have to figure out to reset the clock on the microwave is the <laughs> most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. Right. So there you go. You know, you're not kidding because we just moved into a brand new house. Sure. Don't know if y'all knew about Subtle that. Subtle brag from Tiny. Yes. He's, he's moved into a new house. We have a microwave that's built in mm-hmm. to the kitchen. Sure. It's like integral to the structure yeah. of the kitchen. That's normal in a high-class neighborhood, Tiny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I cannot get my clock off military time. Ah. And I don't know where the instructions are. They didn't come with like the HOA packet that I got. <laughs> So I don't know how to fix it. Surely you can Google how to do it, right? There's oh, got to be a YouTube video out surely there. Surely there is. But just keep it on military time and pretend <laughs> you're in the military. All right, Tara, we had to hit the sack. It's uh, 1700, you know, yeah. which is actually five o'clock. So. I'm standing at attention. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get the kids to bed. <laughs> Oh. oh, man, we almost made it the whole show. <laughs> I, say, I don't know if you heard that beep at the end. That's a bark collar. <laughs> that apparently doesn't work the best. You bought a bark collar for the dog? No, somebody gave us a bark collar. Apparently, it is so annoying <laughs> that one of Tara's friends was like, here, I have a bark collar. You take it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems cruel, I would say, as an animal lover myself. Not Seems as cruel, cruel as it is as she's treating us, having to listen to that all the well, time. Well, she is inconsiderate. I'll say that much, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you have any questions, as I said earlier, you can go to the Discord channel, ask yeah. John questions about stuff, and ask them yourself. Join up. We don't have any reviews because apparently we don't get iTunes reviews anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Which really, really stinks because I miss doing that. But I just wanted to, just quick shout out, quick plug. If anybody does want to leave us reviews, go to Podchaser. It's just podchaser.com. It's like the IMDB of podcasts. You can look up our podcast, Earth Oddity, and you can leave us reviews on there. It's free. It don't cost you anything. And we'll check that and read that because... I just miss hearing, you know, nobody emails the show. (laughs) Yeah, not that much. That was the only way we were getting any kind of feedback. I miss that. Yeah. Wow. I wonder why iTunes is blocking us. They've shadow banned us. (laughs) I think so. We were just getting too powerful. (laughs) 
this is the Joe Rogan lobby is trying to take us down. <laughs> I mean, it, it's sad because I actually like Joe Rogan. Sure. Yeah, me too. I've really never listened to his podcast except for the times when Alex Jones is on because it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't listen to every show, but when he has somebody on there that I want to listen to, I'll listen to it. I'll yeah. listen to, let's see. Sometimes I'll listen to it when he has Elon Musk on. I'll listen to it when he has like physicists on sometimes. He did an excellent one with, I think the guy's name is Daryl Davis. He's like the uh, African-American blues musician who's like converted. He like deconverted a whole lot of Ku Klux Klan members. Oh, yeah, Remember yeah, Remember that yeah, guy? Yeah. That was a fascinating show. And I will listen to every single show where he has somebody over there talking about UFOs. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we need to get a Bigfoot show out of him. <laughs> we do. Well, John, I believe that'll about do, do it for the free show. But one thing we have to do before we cut the free show off is we have to mention our patrons. We thank you all so much. Every single one of you. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Thomas Williams, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, That's a.k.a. Right. McWill. Yeah. We thank you all so much for donating to the show and allowing us to just continue to do what we do. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are integral into this show growing, which it has. I it mean, has, yeah. Leaps and bounds from when we started. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that we've matured and changed any. <laughs> But the actual show audience has grown a lot, and it's because of you guys. Nothing we're doing, really. Just y'all. So thank you. If you would like to jump on that Patreon train, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but if you join at the $5 tier, you get an extended show every single week, except twice this year. (laughs) Once we had COVID and once my dad died slash John's wife was in the hospital with a kidney stone. Yeah. I mean, come on. You guys got to be a little more understanding. Okay. (laughs) But every other week, other than those two, you get an extended show. And then every month you get an all exclusive patrons only episode. That is earth. That is patreon.com slash earth oddity. There you go. Extend your oddity. Yeah. I mean, just join up. It's a lot of fun. Speaking of extensions, uh, what we got coming up in the Patreon extension today? Uh, we're going to talk about shrinkage. Okay. <laughs> um, I look forward to it. For those that are familiar with the famous Seinfeld episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about shrinkage. What I, about you? I'm going to talk about a bicyclist that tried to jump a Florida drawbridge. So this is Florida man trying to oh, okay. jump a drawbridge Trying to be bicycle. the Dukes of Hazard on his bicycle. <laughs> yes. All right. I like it. Respect it. Uh, I guess that'll about do it. You got anything else to say? No, not really. Just thanks for listening and uh, glad we're back. Hate we missed last week. It's on. Everybody blame my wife. That's <laughs> it. And her kidneys. Weak, weak <laughs> kidneys. I've never had a kidney stone because I care about this show. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, we're on them all. Yeah, we're everywhere. If you would like to email into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. 
We've also got some show art that we post on our Instagram handle. That is underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Excellent show art. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number. What's that phone number? That is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.